I'm saying. For for 12 weeks straight, I'm always so afraid to do an intro, dude. But okay. Um, Man. Well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Dog, you know how you should start. You just do every intro. Like Maybe I should just intro. re-record, pre-record. Yeah, bro. Like just we, you know, we're already talking. We're getting the, you know, we're getting the butterflies out. It's the when you, when you focus on clicking the button and you're and you're like, okay, we're about to be recording. It's gonna like psych you out, bro. True. So true. you gotta just click the button and we just keep talking. You know, Very whatever true. we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? We just keep going. Yeah. Well, like, okay. All right. Well, yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So welcome back, everybody. This is episode 12 of the new episode uh, of the of our, you know, long running 12 episode series. No, I'm kidding. Of our uh, auto hit confirm. And, you know, we got a we got a decent amount of stuff going through today. You know, we got a couple of things, but mostly this episode will be kind of different again. Um you know, it's been a decent week, so I think I want to start off with that. Let's let's unpack our bags real quick before we get anything going. So, uh, Dom, what have you been up to this week, man? Um, So basically just this week, I've been trying to get back into the swing of things of, you know, the semester has started officially. It started mm-hmm. last week. But um, this week, I've just been trying to get back into school mode. And I got something to say about that to, like, our like just in case you know if we have high school or middle school listeners um i got a short monologue if you don't mind Mm -hmm. go ahead so it's a message to the young gamers i mean we're all young gamers but the younger gamers who are like high school and stuff um if you guys plan on going to college you know post high school graduation to get you know go to higher education it is extremely imperative that you get back into school mode. Now, what that means is when the semester starts for the school, the semester starts for you mentally. You know, you, you know how in high school, Nick, like when you, when you come back to school, the teachers kind of give you like, they basically kind of damn near give you a week to get back into school mode. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they you give you that re- syllabus week, you know, it's a syllabus week, right? Yeah. But did you notice that when you get to college, you don't have a syllabus week? No, like, sil- it's like a- syllabus weeks are for freshmen, man. I told that to my roommates. So man. That, that does not happen after freshman year, man. After freshman year, that is over with because it's it turns into like a syllabus day. And then as you get like into like upperclassmen, like junior, senior, it's like syllabus 15 minutes. And then oh, you're yeah. getting straight into the core, you know, lecture curriculum. Slide. Yeah. Yeah. Lecture yeah. slide right after the syllabus. So um, there is no syllabus week. It's a syllabus day. In some cases, a syllabus time period set aside like the first 15 minutes of class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically the point I'm making is once you get to higher education, they're giving you your money's worth and you're not wasting any time, you know, getting into the curriculum. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you're still on vacation mentally, you will miss deadlines. Uh, you will miss homework assignments, quizzes, you know, et cetera, anything like that. Um, you know, like no time's wasted at this level. So you got to be diligent and have the ability to get focused quickly. Um, that's pretty much it for that. But, you know, just a word of advice to our younger, you know, listeners. I want I, I to carry, I, I carry on that point real quick. Before yeah, yeah, you, yeah, sure. I, I was going to say, you know, 
But one thing that I've noticed a lot of people say is like, you know, when um for people who play a consistent amount of video games and all that and like get bashed upon like, oh, is that all you do? You know, I think even oh. in the grander scheme of things, especially when you go into college or whatever, um, don't feel like ashamed or anything if you're doing that because no. that's what you like to do. You're going to sacrifice time because people are just immediately assuming that, you know, you should much rather be doing like, I don't know, you should maybe be learning to draw or something like that. But people's interests don't necessarily lie into that. So, I mean, if you like video games and that's like one of the things that you love to do and do that because there should be no stopping you on like any form of, um, well, it's, it's wasteful. It's what, you know, it's what, it's what you like, like a to waste do. of time. Exactly. It's, it's not what you, it's not, um, if you set aside your time and, you know, obviously you get your work done, whatever, and all that, um, that's you, that's, if that's your hobby, that's you, you know? So yeah, like, yeah, it shouldn't be looked down upon, especially when you go into college, like, cause I know I've had family members who are like, Oh, you know, once you get to college, you're not going to be able to play video games. And it's like, for real, I've had people say that to me also. And that's a complete fucking lie. Like you probably have more time, but you got to be more uh, real with yourself. Cause as you get older, playing video games are still there. You'll never, I mean, if you always play video games, you'll, you'll always find time. And it's obviously because it's something that you enjoy, but it's not going to stop right after any any nah. time in your life. Even at the most busiest, you could still find time to play games. But I'm saying, like, don't look at people who come up to you and say, oh, you still do that? Or, you know, if that's what you like to do, that's what you like to do. And, it's, and college isn't going to stop that. So, yeah. yeah, the biggest thing is just time management. Oh, yeah. You know, as long as you manage your time correctly, you'll have time to play video games, you know, because exactly. you have to have. Like, yeah, but you do have to get into school mode, but that doesn't mean that you have to stay in school mode, you know, constantly 24 7, 365. Mm -hmm. Like, during the semester, you're going to have times where, like, you're ahead, you've got nothing to do, you know, you know the material you've studied, and, you know, you just got through with a, you just got through with an exam, or you're about to take an exam, but you're confident about it, and you're just like, you know what, I want to take this time to play some video games, just kind of relax before, you know, this big test. Exactly. So there's going to be those times. So, it's you know, it's not to say getting into school mode is not like completely like cutting yourself off from your daily hobbies, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, that was basically what I wanted to like say to our uh, like high school listeners, if we have them, or just the younger demographic. Yeah. So then Definitely. the other things I've been up to, um, mm -hmm. I started lifting weights again. Nice, man. Trying to keep my uh, because I, I stopped for a little while, you know, like you get late. You know how you get into the mode of like, I don't know if this happens to you. Like, I get into the mode of eating, oh, and yeah. then not working out, eating, sleeping, smoking, not working out, eating, sleeping, smoking. Very so easy like, habit to fall into. Yeah, so I was like, I've fallen into it. And then one time, one day, I looked at my arms. It was yesterday, and I was like, I noticed that my arms were like, from when I was lifting weights, my arms look, you know, they look good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was so that kind of like, I was like, yeah, my arms kind of look good. I need to start lifting weights again. So I started lifting weights again last night. Um, obviously, I've been playing video games, and uh, ultimately, you know, the most important thing I've been doing, obviously, is keeping God first. Got to say mm -hmm. that. But second to that, um, doing the best I can to do my part in stopping the spread of this coronavirus, you know, social distancing, um, mm -hmm. uh, wearing a mask, Washing your hands regularly. It's things you're supposed to do already. I don't know why it took the pandemic for people to start doing these things. But very true. 
yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. No, that sounds like a solid ass week. I mean, obviously I think oh, me yeah. and you me and you both probably had like I think our week was most likely school. You know, school rolls around, it's one right, of the things right. that probably are gonna take up most of our time next to work. But um I Hey, let me know if you feel like this. But um, so my first week went pretty well, I think. Obviously, it was the first week of classes. But I had this feeling very early on to this week where I felt like as if I was falling behind, but I wasn't falling behind. Like there's just something missing out of every single encounter with my class. Um, Obviously, uh, I'm a graduate student, so I'm a much more... uh, classes are spaced out and they're much longer so I might have a class on Monday and might not have a class on Tuesday so my schedule is like Monday and then Wednesdays are class days and then everything else is you know nothing so within that time frame I'm always kind of just I always I felt this whole week was kind of like I just felt like something was off like you know knowing that we're back in online classes and you know obviously some classes are harder to distinguish what's due you know whatnot they do go over pretty well, but there are just some things it's like, oh, yeah, here's your assignment. It's due this week. And it's like, oh, JK, it's not due this week, you know. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's weird. But I, I, I think it's different when we started when we started online courses in the middle of our in the middle of our year semester compared to when mm-hmm. we start off our courses right off the bat, you know. Because in the middle, when we were transitioning to online, it was like, oh, snap. Like, there's just so many errors that were being made. They were getting fixed and all that. And now it's kind of like, uh, it's not really a well-oiled machine. I'll say that for sure. Because they're very clunky. Um, You know, obviously, some professors are still trying to get to it. But it's hard for them, you know, to get comfortable with this whole online, you know, uh, aspect. But I I still had a grand week. I th- I think regardless, the, the week felt great Um, as I got to stay at home most of the well, I got to stay at home every single day except for Monday <laughs> for that for that in school class, which was pretty good. But, you know, and I've been calling my friends this whole week, just talking to them a lot. Um, Homework, dude, like like we said, syllabus week is literally only for freshmen because automatically they're like, hey, get ready for homework. So it's like, oh, great. So been doing homework, uh, trying to stay on top of everything. It's, uh, I think that also comes up as an issue for online students because mm-hmm. it's very easy to just fall behind and just get work, uh, have a huge workload for the weekend or for the weekdays, you know, whatever. But um, I think, oh yeah, I went to Walmart this week. I know that's, I know that might not be too interesting, but I went grocery shopping and uh, going to Walmart and DeKalb is like a adventure, bro. <laughs> I went to Walmart and that shit looks like the epicenter of fucking uh, the coronavirus. Dude, there's so many people. Dude, it is ridiculous, man. I, I, I went to I went to go pay and um, I went to the self-checkout lane on the right side, you know, where the groceries, okay. you know, and yeah. that aisle was flooded more than 10 people. We're talking about like damn near 20 people all in that huge huddle. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, uh. I don't want to breathe in COVID all over the place. Yeah. So I went to the left one and that one had like three people there. So I was like, yeah, screw that, man. I'm not going. I went to the, you know, the other left side where the pharmacy things are at. So the whole other side of the uh, store. But yeah, man, I, I'm not going to Walmart that much. I might just keep going to Target. Target. I was just about to say, just go to Target, man. Target stopped here, man. Walmart, Walmart's for anybody, bro. That's for everybody. Man, Walmart is like the great value version of Target, bro. Like, yeah, (laughs) they don't have as much, but uh, Target doesn't have as much, but they always look better. 
with the they things just they just look better. Like, yeah, but they are know. expensive. I, I guess I, I don't like going to the stores that often, though. I don't like going to you know uh, Walmart that much. I really hate it. One, because I'm spending money, but two, um, because it it always takes time. It always takes a lot of time to get out. I don't know how fast you're, how quick you're of a in shopper. And out. In, in and, and out. out. Do you have a list? Do you do you come in prepared with a list or what do you do? Usually doing? when I go to the store, I only need like one or two things. I shop like my dad. And if I do need more than two things, I make a list. I go in. I get it. I pay for it. And I'll leave. I don't like to linger in stores. Wow. I, shopping for me for with actual, with an actual list takes about 20 to 25 minutes. You really do not look at anything else? Dude, I if I'm on a mission to get what I need to get and go into a store and just get that, I'm not looking at electronics. I'm not and you know how much I like electronics. I'm not looking at electronics. I'm not looking at phones, TVs, games. I'm going in there to get what I need and then I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. I am not the same at all. I will literally go into a store and I'll walk in, you know, I'll have my list prepared and then I'll be like, okay, I need peanut butter. Then I go to the peanut butter aisle and then I'll see cashews and I'll be like, oh, oh, I need peanuts. I, I need this. And then boom, it's over for me. And then I'm just going all over to the aisles. Yeah. I do if, that sometimes. If you manage to go through every single aisle, you are bound to pick up ev- uh, something from that aisle. At least. That's not on your list. Yeah. yeah that's not on your list, honestly. Cause, um, Let me close my door. I think ultimately Walmart is just or just any any grocery shopping place is just tough because you just have to do like um, you really have to be have a lot of will to go through the entire store and not buy a single thing. Yeah, that's it, a, that takes a amazing amount of willpower. Hey, actually, you know how you were just I know this is just like kind of a divergence, but it's real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, how you were just talking about like people judging kind of, you know, how people kind of judge gamers and stuff. Yeah. Bro, almost not even five minutes after you said that, you know, I was scrolling through Facebook real quick and I come across a picture. It's a split picture. It's got a PS5, three versions of the three different colors of the PS5 on one side. And then it's got a DeWalt uh, toolkit on the other side. And it was a it was a it was a lady who posted it. And she said in the caption for each side. On the PS5 side, it said what your man wants versus what my man wants. And it's like, and her man wants, you know, the DeWalt toolkit. And AJ is actually the one who shared it. And I'm just like, this is probably the dumbest picture I've seen all day. Because there are men who want both video games and tools. You know, there's, you don't. You're not on a pedestal above other women just because their men like to play video games and yours doesn't, you know. And that was like, I was like, we were just talking about this, and I seen an example of it on social media, like not even five minutes after you said it. Look, I, I, I will, I will say this: if you like something, regardless, whatever it is, if you like working out, if you like cars, if you like, you know, magic tricks, whatever the fuck you like, you know, go for it, go do it, but don't go out of your way to bash someone else what they exactly. like you know like even oh, small really? little small little jabs like whatever dude like I, I like at the end of the day you shouldn't we shouldn't care but it's like when it's in your face 24 7 and it's just like 
you know you you people you know it's like stop diversifying like anything like this is this is just a hobby like you're over here freaking out like uh, you know um i i I, that sounds like a basic facebook post like literally what i would think of a facebook post that's why i don't use facebook anymore that's so annoying um yeah dude that's that's dumb but i mean obviously that's stupid yeah i i i think it's dumb i just think it's dumb when people you know have anything to say towards a hobby regardless like i mean anything really bogus or toxic to to something that someone likes because it's just like who cares let them be what the fuck like yeah it's ridiculous sorry we're like or you know it's like oh you're playing video games why aren't you fucking solving the 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 crisis that's currently going on shut the fuck up like this man's going in people no i'm just saying like they they, they (laughs) want us to do something else it's like bro like this is obviously what you like you know you know you fucking there's some people that fucking like knitting and that's dope why no one thinking it, about the same thing bro. no one hey no one bashes knitting but when someone as soon as someone you know picks up a game and like hey, 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 hey chill you, that's that you know what the issue is uh productivity they but, probably feel yeah. like oh you're knitting you think they're actually making clothes during this pandemic we may not be able to go to the store and buy clothes or so knitting is but an a gamer skill. But, but a person who's gaming isn't doing anything you know that's one of the biggest debates with um with why gamers or just people who play games in general are attacked so much because it's like what are you doing but the thing is that you also have other things that that person could be doing that person could literally go to the gym walk go outside walk do any physical activity and he's still just as active like if he goes out for a walk and then plays games he's he's active like i don't i don't know i i I, that gets me so mad it's dumb i understand i completely understand yeah, oh my gosh. What what games have you been playing? I don't know if you got to that when we talked about how your week's been. What games have you been playing? Um, so I got this new thing I'm going to say. Instead of saying I beat the game because of that one time where I said, where I was like, yeah, I've been beating. And then I took that long pause and you were like, huh? You were like, pause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So from now on. Yeah. My lingo is going to be conquered. <laughs> so I conquered uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, and remember nice. I was telling you, remember I was telling you I didn't like the game? I like the game. It took a little more, you know, gameplay. But as we, that game progresses very slowly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it's kind of like the end game. Mm. It kind of progresses slowly. But then when you get to like the, you know, the actual I guess meat of the content, it's really good. Mm. So it's not as good as, in my opinion, as uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, but I liked it. It was a really good game. So I conquered that. Uh, obviously, Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. And actually, I forgot to add this one Mortal Kombat X. Oh, you went back to it? Dude, soon I'm going to be playing Mortal Kombat 9, bro. I'll just keep going back. Oh, wow. That's, that's <laughs> going to cool. be a retro view on accident. <laughs> Let's but, go. Uh, Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna pick uh, Horizon Zero Dawn back up and continue playing that. Nice. It, I wonder how far until we get to Days Gone. Oh, you know someone? <laughs> I no, deleted it, bro. I have to re- re-download it. No, no. Um, that's funny because I was talking to um, a friend of mine, and he's like, uh, he said that it's starting to become a running gag uh, that we always just shit on fucking Days Gone. I'm sorry. We. I'm sorry, but um, but. <laughs> 
Is that is that all the games that you've been playing? Yeah, it's only th- it's the top three. Now I'm play not... Fall Guys a bit. Oh, okay, I I feel like gifting you um the first Tomb Raider. If I go to GameStop soon today, maybe I'll and I find it for like five bucks or something, I'll buy it and I'll just you know drop it off oh, at your cool, house cool. so you can play it. Nice, because it's pretty cheap. It's it's an old game, so it has to be. Is it you for know... the PS4 or PS3? Um, I can get either or. If the PS if they have a PS3 copy, which I really doubt it. I'll cop. I'll pick it up. But if they have the PS4 Definitive Edition, which should be just as cheap, then I'll, I'll just grab that one and I'll send it over yep. to you. Okay. I'll probably text you when I'm outside or not. Cool. But, so is that all the games that you've been playing? Just contactless delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Ding dong. Hello. Here you go. Um. So, I've been on. You know, on my side of things, it's been kind of, kind of tough. Very scarce because. With the whole online courses, I've been trying to just keep up and sleeping and procrastination. I'm a very good, uh, I'm very good at those too. So, the games that I've been managing to play, and I hope this isn't for the whole time, is uh, I managed to start up Ghost of Tsushima, and t- put it on, you know, put it on my PS4, press the continue button, get to the map where I was at, and then I always have the knack to turn turning my PS4 off after that. And then That's how I feel about Horizon Zero Dawn sometimes. Yeah, and then immediately when I do that, I'm just like, okay, I'm doing this because next time when I press start on the PS4, I'm gonna play Ghost of Tsushima. And every time that I, and this is literally the routine, every time that I do that, and I turn the PS4 back on, I go, I, I close the application and I go straight to Tetris Effect every <sighs> single time. I fucking knew it dude if you have been keeping a close eye on my account you will have seen that i am only on tetris effect this entire week i might have to get that game because it's so fucking good okay so so before i just go in on that game i just wanted to say you know toot my own horn which i'm pretty sure people have gotten further than this but yesterday i played a, a match or just a game right and i played for 16 minutes straight usually my sessions are 10 minutes every time that i'm playing tetris but and I mean, 10 minutes a game, so I'll play multiple games. So I might be an hour deep into the game and I'll just constantly be playing. But yesterday I managed to get a high score of like 355,000 in 16 minutes um, mm-hmm. on Tetris Effect. I felt real, you know, I felt pretty good um, about that. And I'll, you know, I actually have it set up. So as soon as this whole recording's done, I'm going to go play again. So. I think I might be addicted low-key. That might be the issue. But other than that, I've also... Uh, I remember last week I had said that I bought Paratopic. It was that horror, like, PS1 graphic-style game. Well, I finished that one, and the game came out pretty... Well, it was short. It was an hour. It's actually meant to be played within one hour of the of the time that it's on. So it was kind of odd. But, I mean, still, I really enjoyed it. I think there was something, there wasn't really, it's a walking sim, there you go, that's what I was trying to say, it's a walking simulator, so all you're really doing is just following the path, learning about the lore, and it's like, some of it's very, very interesting, I I needed to search up videos on YouTube to see how it was, I also checked out Transitor, yeah, Transitor, yeah, kind of like this RPG style like game where you have certain moves to make, and um, they have to recharge after a while. It's pretty cool. I like that. Um, probably pick it up later on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, last game, 
is just playing it almost too much of chess. I've been playing a lot of chess this week. I just lost my match. I lost a match recently, and it was pretty good, but I was pretty sad. I don't like losing, but I I like losing in chess because it lets me learn on my past mistakes, you know, and whatnot. Yeah, it's like it's like a fighting game. Yeah. Uh, speaking about chess, actually, um, esports giant uh, TCM, they're, like, known for, like, being in, like, uh, huge games like uh, League of Legends for sponsoring players in League of Legends, Dota 2, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just signed Hikaru Nakamura, which is which makes him the first pro chess player. And it's kind of interesting. He's a grandmaster, by the way, which means like he's actually a super grandmaster, means he's the highest level of a chess uh, person in the um, in the actual like league and whatnot. But Dude, it was pretty interesting to me because he's been on like Twitch on everything, just trying to teach everyone chess and just been super cool with everyone trying to show off the fact that, you know, uh, like that chess could be played by anyone and whatnot. He's very insightful. Yeah, it's a major level of uh, humility to be like the best chess player and want to teach other people. Yeah, yeah, because he was talking about chess elitism. Uh, or just in general elitism and you know in other forms but chess elitism is there where it's like you know people want to preserve chess and not give it out to everyone because they feel that um if they give it out to just you know any random person they're going to mistreat the the beauty of chess you know oh, good grief but that's how grandmaster there that's how one of the grandmasters were <laughs> and uh critical made a whole video on him just talking about how the fact that this grandmaster's like shitting on everyone. He's like, I don't want these little fucking like these dweebs playing. Basically, you know, dweebs playing um, chess. They're gonna ruin my. They're gonna ruin my thing. You know, like bro, you gotta remember you're playing chess, man. But also you gotta. <laughs> but also you gotta remember he's a teacher, so he teaches people. So it's like, well, then what do you think about your students? You know, right? You're you're what the you're, hell? you're trying to keep you know preserve it, but what are you doing with? You're doing the complete, you know, opposite or whatever. But. Honestly, it's a great time to play chess. So if you ever want to, well, you learn, you know how to play chess, right? Yeah, somewhat. I know the moves. Oh, okay. I, I don't know any strategies. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that could get you. That could get you some places. Um, Dude, I know that the bishop can only move diagonally. Oh, you're the, at that level. Oh, okay, the, okay. What is it? The rooks yeah, can only the rooks. move forward and uh, sideways. Knights. I know, like the pawns, knights, uh, knights L shape. Um, queen is pretty much like what the king should be. Uh, it's the rook and that the never diagonals. made sense to me. Hmm? It's the rook and diagonals. The, and the rook king. is the diagonals. I thought that was the straight... no. The queen. The queen has the power of the king, rooks, and diagonal. Oh, she, oh, she can okay, move all yeah. those spaces. Right. So she can basically move anywhere she wants. Yeah. Ex- except yeah. for the knights. Resp- well. She can move anywhere she wants, respecting her color, her tile color. And also, uh, she can't go over. Uh, the only piece that can go over pieces is the knight. Right, because you can move a knight in front of a pawn. Yeah. So that's about as far as my knowledge of chess goes, the moves. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sounds decent. Yeah, as far as strategies and how to actually beat somebody yeah. who knows strategy, there's no way I win. Oh, but I mean, I'd like to still play some chess with you because I think it's still fun, though. Yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah. I like chess. Um, I think we answered how our first week was. 
right? Because we kind of just yeah, said we that pretty much answered that. Um, when it comes to the next part, uh, before we get to that, I'd like to uh, I'd like to have a quick. I feel like we should have did this at the beginning of the episode. If you don't mind, I'd like to have a quick moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman. Oh, okay. Yep. If that's cool with you. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay, we'll start it now. Okay, yeah, he was like a He was a good actor, man. He was wasn't just a good actor, he was a great actor. I was just talking to one of my friends about him not too long ago, literally last night, and I was telling her like this this guy played historical icons you know he was jackie robinson in 42 james brown and get on up thurgood marshall you know he was uh obviously the most recent was uh i believe i think it was the most recent unless he did something after that was black panther so when i found out he died i was kind of like what the fuck like, and then, you know, people are like, oh, I hate 2020. But it's like, I mean, if you if you really uh, if you really think about it, 2009 wasn't a good year either. Because that was the year Michael Jackson died. That was a really bad year. 2009, it seemed like it seemed like everybody died in 2009. You know, we were also still going through that uh, recession. In yep. 2009, right. Yeah, Obama like, had just got elected in 2008, but we were yeah. still going through the recession because he had only been in office for like a year. So, I mean, Michael Jackson died. We're still in the middle of a recession. It was terrible, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, 2020 is not the... I wouldn't say it's the worst year. Yeah. No, I... I dude, I'm saying this. I've told all my friends about this. To some people, it's one of the worst years. To others, it's probably one of the best years. So take it. Yeah, it depends you know, on your situation. It, it depends on the perspective. It depends on who you, yeah, the situation and all that. So I personally feel that to whoever's having a rough year, I'm, you know, I think it's, it's a very tragic year, but also it could be, you know, one of the, one of the most eye-opening years for sure. Just how you look at it, uh, you know? Exactly. But I just wanted to do that real quick. No, no, yeah. So what our next uh, segment is going to be about is mostly going to be pertaining around fighting games. But real quick before we do that. So I want to talk about our name, Auto Hit Confirm. And I don't know if we've ever explained it fully. I think we kind of just, you know, started the whole podcast and just said, this is auto hit confirm, you know, our first episode. We never really said why, what our name, you know, kind of just stands for or just kind of what it, how we came up with it or whatnot. But basically, so when we first started the podcast, I really wanted to consider what we should kind of, you know, what we should have a name for. And at the time, no one was like giving me any idea. So I kind of had a feeling of like, hmm what if I named the podcast Hit Start? And that went for a little while up until I realized that that name had been taken. And I think Dom had told me about that. Dom messaged me saying, hey, you know, Hit Start? Uh, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, did you happen to check this? And then he sent me an account of an actual Hit Start podcast. And I flipped. I was like, oh, no. 
I did not know that. Damn, that's tough. So immediately after that, I had to restart from the drawing board. And that was after we recorded our first episode. Funny thing about it. Um, Because we recorded one pilot episode that we never released just to get the jitters out of the way. But we kind of, after that, you know, just scrambled all around trying to find another name. And so the next one that came up in our head was uh, Auto Combo, if I'm correct. Um, we kind of just was Auto Combo. Yeah, it was Auto Combo, and we were kind of like, yeah, Auto Combo sounds good because you know we're a combination of two. You know that sounds good. Auto Auto Combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded right, but then I think after me and him kind of just talked about it more and more, we're like, eh. And then he, uh, Dom, brought up. He's like, what about Hit Confirm? I'm like, Hit Confirm sounds pretty good. Uh, I like that. Uh, hit confirm because I was kind of going with that idea of hit start. So I was like, yeah, hit confirm sounds pretty good. Um, but obviously these two things are kind of derived from uh, fighting games in general. Combo, uh, auto combo. I think you can take interpret that how you want, but a combo obviously is just a couple of moves put in, you know, that deals damage. And hit confirm is something that you use when uh, trying to start a combo. If someone's blocking and then all of a sudden you hit that person and it connects you have a hit confirm, meaning that that could lead to a combo or whatever. Um, so then after we we said hit confirm, we kind of just talked on the phone and we're like, you know, we kind of like those two, but we should kind of do something with them. So then I remember Dom just said, he's like, I know hit confirm. And I'm like, huh, that sounds, that sounds good. I like it. And then from there, we just kind of went off from that range and just started calling the whole thing auto hit confirm. And that's just, you know, we just ran with it. Um, so we haven't really gotten into a lot of fighting games, honestly. We, I remember originally we did want to have a lot of conversations with fighting games because that's really where me and Dom lay at. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we're always, um, we're always playing fighting games usually, or at least we try to. I think Dom plays more fighting games now currently than I do, but I still own like a lot of fighting games and I love going to them every once in a while. Um, I think I probably played a fighting game more often than you play fighting games but you probably play more fighting games than i do yeah i literally only play mortal Kombat and every now and then soul Calibur. but so i that's true i i do play a lot of uh fighting games but you know you do play a, a game a game more consistent than i do so i guess we kind of just wanted to give this whole little section right now just a whole like a couple of questions that we've been you know i guess um dom thought about these questions and he gave me some really good points. I really wanted to put them in there. Um, originally he called me a couple of days ago and he's like, Hey, let's just do an episode right now. I'm like, and I was so shook. I was like, bro, I was high as hell, bro. I was, I was cut off. So, so off guard. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, let's make the episode right now. And I'm like, bro, I'm not even home. And he's like, when you get home, let's go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm tripping out. Like, you know, so then, uh, but he sent me the questions and I really enjoyed them. So I wanted to include them. And then I also wrote some of my questions as well. But these next couple of questions will just be strictly on fighting games. But these are kind of some things that we've been thinking about. Like, I, I think generally this is probably some things that he's thought about for a while, you know, just since, you know, we've never got to it. But here we are. So now that you kind of understand where our name comes from, let's actually get into some topics uh, about the fighting games. So first question that he came up with, uh, that Dom came up with was, as fighting games have evolved, is there anything that you miss about old school fighting games as it pertains to controls, mechanics? And if you do miss anything, what is it? What do you prefer? 
uh, why do you prefer it over what we have now? So, I mean, Dom, you, you know, you asked that question. I'm also, I'm also going to tell you to um, say the next two questions because you obviously wrote them. So, you know, maybe you should just yeah. say them. Yeah. Okay. That's, you, I mean, you read it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, did you so want yeah. me to go first? Or did yeah, you yeah, you can go first. Um, this may come as a surprise because uh, when we talked before, you know, I, I condemned um, older fighting games for this exact same reason but longer button combinations for combos now not ridiculous 14 button combinations but like what something i've noticed is that fighting games have gotten really uh they've gotten extremely simplified you know you, you could do i guess if you think about it the button combo they just simplify everything because of they figure well if you you know trigger a juggle or a pop-up then that's going to obviously obviously extend your options as far as a combo. But do you remember how long button combinations used to be? Well, it just depends on where you came from. I came from I came from Street Fighter and Marvel versus Capcom, so their idea wasn't meant to be huge comp like huge button inputs. I think the only one that I could probably consider is King of Fighters, but I don't know. I never really had that. Like, I know 3D games had that, like Soul Calibur, Tekken. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. But, I mean... That's a I good point. Yeah, I, I I can't remember a game where I really had to worry about the long button. Because even in, in prolonged play, you're not going to use those huge combos. But, yeah, I understand what no, you mean. No, you're not. And that's one thing, like... I, it, It's not that I want that to come back. But it was cool, like, when you're in... You know, a, a ladder, like, for me, I play a lot of Mortal Kombat. I've played just about every single Mortal Kombat game aside from Mythologies and uh, Special Forces. Um, the longer button combinations are, like, you, when, you, when you execute them, it's like, oh, cool, you know. It was just a cool factor. So it was kind of like a satisfaction you get from you know, the frustration of trying to execute the combo and then finally getting it, especially when you're in a match, you know, you're probably not going to get that in an online match. But, like, if you're in a ladder and you execute, like, a 14-button combo, I'm exaggerating, but if you do something like that, it's kind of like, damn, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, there's a sense of pride behind it, I guess. At least for me, it was. Yeah, execution is very important. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, as it pertains to... uh like Mortal Kombat specifically, it was a, this was another thing I kind of miss. Uh, I like the fighting style system that Mortal Kombat, uh, Deadly Alliance, Deception, and Armageddon had. Well, you know how you could switch stances? Like, I kind of miss that because I enjoyed... It just, it's, that's more of a nostalgia thing. That's more oh, of okay. a... You know what I'm saying? Like, they still kind of have that, but it's not as apparent. Like, you know... They they have variations. Hold on. There was a character, actually, Haorong. Uh, Haorong uh, from Tekken had the same idea. He has variations of how he his stances change up. And when and also Lei, Lei from the... Uh, uh, Lee from the... No, Lei. Lei from the um, Tekken series as well. Depending on their stance, they, have to, they change their combos. But 
that gets very complex really fast because yeah you have to switch up the like so in in mortal Kombat, deadly alliance or you know in games like that you had just to press the l2 button and it would just automatically you know switch his stance to whatever right, right. it was you know mm-hmm. and, it'd and you always could incorporate be, that into the combo yeah yeah and all you'd have to do is just press l2 and it'd be like okay switching from you know uh one form of fighting fist fight to another form to swords you know um yeah. but him you know the two characters from Tekken. It's very complex because it's like, okay, these da- these moves all lead up to these are his moves that he can do with this, and this is very popular. Okay, you want to switch to the left leg, you have to put this input and then put a certain combo, and it's and it's just all pretty difficult. That's why I don't play Harong. He's much more difficult to play nor lay, um, mm-hmm. but I can understand why you missed that because it's just it adds a little bit more of a more of like a you know execution. You know, you have to do. Uh, you have to understand better on your uh, player, especially with his combos. Yeah, it's it was it was cool. You know, I liked it. Um, I do feel like you know, on the flip side, I do feel like I need to mention that MK11 did a good job with incorporating weapons. Like, obviously, um, MKX and MK11 actually, because well. I guess the reboot of Mortal Kombat in general, we can go all the way back to MK9. Uh, you know, the gameplay, they kind of incorporated all of those things from those previous titles into these new rebooted NetherRealm Studio titles. So, like, you know, Scorpion on MKX has a ninjutsu uh, variation where he uses his swords. Ah, yeah. So, so, so it, you still, still kind of have it. Some, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you still kind of have it. Another MK11. thing I do like... Yeah, another thing I do like is uh, stage interactables. They brought that back. That first started in. Um, no, they've I had think, no, they've they've had that for a while now. What? No, I'm saying like MK MK4. I think was the first game because the trilogy, the MK trilogy, didn't have any stage interactables. It was strictly, you know, fighting. Yeah, but, but so if we're looking at if we're looking at like. I know, I know what you're talking about, like interactables, like MK4 going and grabbing like the the skull in the middle, and then you're talking about MK11 and MK10, you know, being able to grab pieces from the actual stage. MK9 mm-hmm. didn't have anything, but it still had some, you know, finishing uh, stage fatalities and all that. But oh no, no, I'm not talking about stage fatalities. I no, was I know, I know. You're talking about, about like the interactables that you can grab yeah, or you can use. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they brought that in since MK10, so it's not like something like crazy new anymore. Now it's kind of just a norm that they have there. Yeah, you kind of gotta have stage interactables in a Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, you know I think you're. I, I think you usually play Mortal Kombat, so that, I think that's like a majority of like. Well, you do play Soul Calibur. You were always. You said you brought up Soul Calibur uh, Dude, a couple of times. But the reason I'm speaking on Mortal Kombat is because I don't play enough of Soul Calibur to know what I've been missing for all these years. That actually, I so I. So let me answer that question real quick. Um, sure. And then I want to ask you a question because that kind of, you know, I felt like the next question kind of pertains to you, but um, not the next question, but you'll see. Uh, so as uh, so you said, you know, or I said, as fighting games have evolved, something that I do generally miss is um, I think as fighting games have become more and more of a uh, just casual thing. I still yeah. and I say the fact that they do pump out a lot more titles nowadays, which is awesome for fighting games. But I still feel that um, I really like the one-on-one um, aspect of old-school fighting games, and I'm talking about 
you know, I'm a very big Street Fighter fan, so any types of games where I can see just a one-on-one and not a 3v3 system or 2v2 system are kind of my favorite. So I do prefer, Mm. you know, I do prefer the 1v1s, which, you know, and then as well as parry systems. I love parry systems into a game, and I think that's just also showing my third strike bias or just in general Street Fighter 3 bias because I really do like that. Um, Those very intense uh, games where, you know, you could be about to die, but if you're really good at parrying, you can manage to save yourself. Uh, A lot of skill. But I got a question about that. I was just going to say that overall, it's just I, I liked how back in the day it was things that you discovered uh, about the games compared to things that uh, were already that were being implemented through the game strictly to be implemented. You know, like um, I obviously I'm a big Melee fan, so that was one of the things, but I'm also coming in from Street Fighter, Tekken, Soul Calibur, things like that. And I always liked those games um, that had some different type of uh, technique into it that weren't technically meant for the game that could, you know, make you be a better um, player. But oh, wow. I, you, I wanted to ask you, actually. Yeah. Um, so this is the last question on that section, but we're going to go through the other ones. But do you ever go out of your way to play different fighting games, Dom? No. No? Why do you think that is? I have no idea. I think it's because I like Mortal Kombat was the game that I couldn't play. I could play every other fighting game because it wasn't, you know, they weren't as violent. I could play Street Fighter, you know, I could play Soul Calibur, but I could not play Mortal Kombat as a kid. I was not allowed to play Mortal Kombat. That's probably why I only play Mortal Kombat. So, I don't know. That uh, That's probably the reason, I guess, but I have I one more point. Uh, go ahead. That I forgot to mention. Uh, this is obviously going to pertain to Mortal Kombat games. Secrets. That's something I miss about Mortal Kombat. They can't really do that with all this technology and the Mortal internet. Kombat. They got all the they got the street secrets in MK11, bro. The crypt. They had so many secrets. I yeah, but like if you this is the this is the difference. This is why I mentioned the internet. If you don't know what to do, you can go on the internet and look it up. When you were playing MK, now I'm not old enough to remember this, but when you were playing, I've heard from older gamers who play Mortal Kombat, in the 90s, you had to figure out how to fight Reptile in the Crypt. There was no, you could not jump on the internet and be like, you could not Google search how to find Reptile or how to fight Noob Saibot in Mortal Kombat 2. So basically, you're trying to make it difficult for people, right? Have some. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to make it difficult. I'm just saying the secrets, people have more access to the secrets. You don't have to figure anything out. I guess I am trying to make it harder. You don't have to figure shit out. Like, if you want to do, like, MK, MK11 has the secrets in the crypt, yes. But if you don't really feel like going through and, like, actually trying to find it, you can go on Google and be like, okay, where is, uh, where's reptiles acid? You know, like, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, I don't, dude, you know damn well I don't go to the crib, dude. I got like a million something coins. So I never go to the crib. But if I did, the secrets that are in the crypt can be found online. Yeah, it's not but, like, I mean, that just depends. 
man, I I think you're coming in from one angle and not seeing the other. I think you're coming right. in from the fact not- that I think you're coming in from the fact that if people want to be surprised, they'll be surprised and they won't search anything up. Obviously, you could do that with spoilers. That's the same thing. But if you're if you don't want to be if you want to be if you don't want to be surprised, then just look it up. Who cares? I don't think there should be a, I don't think there should be a change towards a person's you know ability to see something because people people struggle and if that makes them a different gamer than you are and you're coming in from a different whole you know from a whole different uh type of lifestyle within like gaming you know you you come in from like an old school mentality but and i think a, th- and i think that's there, uh go ahead i was just gonna say i'm not saying like you know i want to make it i guess i'm saying it and i'm not saying it because you got to think bro if I'm not trying to sound like a gatekeeper or anything like you got to find it on your own. You can't look it up online. Right. But at the same time, you cannot deny that there was a satisfaction back in the day from actually being able to figure it out without having to look it up. That's all I'm saying. If you have to look it up, that's fine. But I'm sorry. I, I came, I I also came from like um, the time when cheap, cheat code books were like super popular so me finding out <laughs> i know stuff what you're like, talking about i'm talking about, G- talking about I'm, I'm, yeah i'm talking GTA. about gta gta because so people are always going to be curious and that's just going to be them so it's like you can't stop the people from searching something off that they don't want to do obviously that's saying, why they, a- that's, that's why they even have the skip fight things in um in some in uh skip fight you know they're i mean that's just Which in general ridiculous i mean ridiculous. but i think fighting games in general shouldn't be you know, I mean, secrets. I, I think that's fine. I think that that makes. It was sense. fun. I'm just saying it was fun. It was like it was cool. You know. Yeah. Like, so, so then, I mean, you said you don't even you, you don't you don't go out of your way to play other fighting different fighting nah, games. So, nah. will you ever play any other fighting games? I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. No, I wouldn't rule it out. But I mean, okay. So, in your, <laughs> oh, sorry, my answers are like so direct. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and I mean, hey, Darian's taking notes. Darian's like, damn, interesting. Ah. Dom, Dom doesn't want to. Dom does not like. And you know I'm saying, yeah. oh man, I I gotta meet Darian, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. I'd say you ex- you should explore more options than just Mortal Kombat. That makes I think that opens your eyes, you know, and also has um has the ability to change your, the way that you play in a better in a better way. Because when you play different fighting games, it's been it's just. In general, when you play different fighting games and you're also playing the main one, you're going to come back with different techniques because you see how people react differently. And then you're going to strategize using those and then you're going to bring it and implement into your game plan. You stay in, you stay absolutely, you stay in, you stay in with your just one game, Mortal Kombat and the Mortal Kombat series is great. It's cool. But almost every, every, Sonic Fox goes out of his way to play different fighting games and he's like the number one player. You know, I think you're holding you're limiting yourself. You know, you limit yourself every time you just, you know, you just play fighting, you just play Mortal Kombat 11. You know, you yeah. You're, you're not experiencing the bigger grand scheme of fighting games. And I think that's where me and you kind of have like a very huge difference cuz like it's true you do play that game a lot, but I've played a, a large amount of like selection of games, you know. Yeah. And I think There's that's good, where it, I actually see what you're saying with that, because uh, even though it's the same, you know, game, you got MKX and MK11, even though it's the same game, I found myself even when I go back to MKX using MK11 strategies. So I could definitely see how if I go to a completely different fighting game, I can bring that back to Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Yeah. And like expand my, you know, 
you know, skills or yeah. knowledge on how to go about winning a match. King of Fighters right now is currently $13. I don't know if that game is dead, but that game was really good. Um, and also, um, there's something else I can't remember, but uh, you should always just be on the lookout for those old school games. Also, just to go back. And if you ever see the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection on sale, you should definitely pick it up. I'm never but, um, playing Street Fighter, bro. You're never playing I'll, Street Fighter? I'll play anything else. I'm not playing Street Fighter. No, I'm joking. So, uh, what was the shoot? Um, because we're almost running into an hour into the intro. I, I usually, I usually try making it an hour, but um, usually it kind of spills over. But you know, yeah, because I like the next section to just be all around the things. Did you want I, me to ask the next question? Yes, as yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, we only have like this because this question was this. more. This more was this was like more of a question for you. Okay. So because I don't really play, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Melee. So. Um, what are the advantages to playing melee fighting games versus arena-based fighting games and vice versa? Which do you prefer overall and why? So when I saw that question, I have to consider the fact that, um, like, you know, I think when you were saying melee fighting games, you were just talking about, like, the basic, you know, 1v1, and it's not like float, you know, it's not like Smash, right? You're, I think that's what you're trying to say, like Smash versus, um, uh, like, any other type of fighting game, right? Well, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, or, you know, Brawlhalla, like, things like that, right? Any Versus- type of melee fighting game you've ever played. It doesn't just have to be Smash, you know. Yeah, no. There's I, another I mean, one that I don't know about. You yeah, know, Brawlhalla, about Brawlout, like, things like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, where if you get knocked out of the arena, you lose. You know what I'm saying? Right. Versus games that generally have a life bar. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are the advantages? I think um, creativity is one of the biggest things. For um, melee? For, yeah, for arena-based. Oh, for arena-based, okay. Yeah, arena-based, you have a higher sense of creativity because there is no combos that you can just, you know, read from a cheat sheet and, you know, you get to just program them into your head. I love the fact that every situation is almost a new situation. And if it's an old situation, then you understand how to handle that situation. But Like a meta? Uh... I guess maybe uh, what I'm trying to say is that when you see when you're playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, or whatever, uh, I think Soul Calibur, like those 3D ones have a little bit more form of uh, some type of creativity, too. But still, you mm. fall into that same idea where it's like, OK, well, once this hits, once this hits, then you do that and you just follow through with what you've remembered. Uh, you know, when I think of arena based, there's always so much more complex situations that occur where it's like, okay, so I'm coming back up the stage, you know, edge. I mean, and I mean, you can edge guard, you can, um, you know, you can do technical stuff with it, whatever, whatever. But I also feel that like understanding the matchups, understanding how good your character is, because, you know, even bad characters can come back, you know, usually whatnot. Um, there's just so many more things that I worry about in arena-based fighting games. But which one do I prefer most? I usually have to say, I like me my, my normal, uh, you know, melee fighting games like or just i knew it i knew it i fucking knew it (laughs) um i like those more than arena based um because arena based are great i love melee like um meaning and i'm sorry that i'm saying melee i'm i should just say fighting games versus uh just smash type games um just to make it easier but smash type games are amazing and i love playing those and i'll almost you know generally gravitate towards those because they're just more casual friendly but i like i like playing fighting games because fighting games usually have, you know, they're just more nostalgic for me, but also they are just always cooler. 
um, to play. And I mean, you know, I'll pick up Street Fighter, I'll pick up Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, maybe Guilty Gear, whatever games like that. And, you know, I, I always have a lot of fun with those, even just being in the training room compared to, you know, going up against a bot on, you know, whatever level uh, for Smash. But yeah, so I think that's one of the main reasons. Or I think that's the only reason why I'd almost choose fighting games over, um, you know, Smash-based games. So I guess the next question I'd almost ask you is, um, you know, is so the kind of kind of how I formatted it was uh, to grind or not to grind. You know, what makes you fully? Yeah. What makes you separate fully from grinding a fighting game and then just casually playing it? So. Obviously, you played Mortal Kombat That's 11. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. So, so you know, you played Mortal Kombat 11. You played Mortal Kombat 10. Um, I think you even played Mortal Kombat 9. But um, yep, I played you said you played, you know, yeah. So, but you also bought Soul Calibur. And Soul Calibur, you mm-hmm. take it as casual. But so what makes you, what separates that mentality from just going from like a, I am going to play this casually to just fun, like, you know, haha, beep boop, you know, just pressing buttons to i'm gonna learn fucking the frames the the frames of this entire game i'm gonna understand the weaknesses of this character i'm gonna understand what works well with this combo and you know yeah so Um, uh i think for me it's it, it goes back to what i'm used to but not only that um i think it's like button button input combinations mechanics and stuff like that like if I feel like if I look at the the move list, I've been. This is why I need to get into more fighting games because if I look at the move list and I see like a diagonal as a part of a combo, you know what I mean? Like Tekken has them, mm-hmm. where you have you have buttons and then you have to like in the middle of the combo, there's like a diagonal for the directional pad or the joystick, and I'm like, what the fuck is it? You know, because I'm not used to that. So that's what makes me play those games. It's the 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 controls, you know, like I'm not used to if I'm used to the controls, like I've been playing Mortal Kombat for so long. You know, each release it's like okay, I kind of know the controls, it's probably going to be something similar to the previous game, so I'll just learn it. You know, because that's my lane. I think it's a I think it is a a big lane thing. Like MK is more of my lane, so I really like to learn what I can do with uh you know my main and i've actually started playing more characters but uh i like to learn the weaknesses and strengths of those characters because of the controls i feel like the controls is what's easy for me to it's easy you know it's like okay this is what i'm accustomed to but then when i switch to like tekken or soul caliber and i see those you know those different controls that it's kind of like overwhelming. It's like, do I really want to go through and learn all this shit when I could just like pop MK in and just play that? And that's kind of what makes the difference because if you come over and you bring Tekken 7, you're probably going to kick my ass probably like 23 times. I think that's how many, or 30. How many times did you beat me that time we played Tekken? Yeah, it was like around 30. Yeah, bro. It was like 30 times. And I was like, yo, I was that dude who was like, bro, can I look at the move list real quick? (laughs) Which I mean, oh, I understand. (laughs) You're like, yeah, man, go for it. You're just kind of like, I'm going to beat you anyway, but yeah, go for it. So I'm looking at the move list and I'm like, you know, 
after the first loss, I look at the move list. I'm like, he's probably going to beat me a lot more because I don't feel like learning any of this shit. Not to say that I wasn't invested in the game while we were playing. I was having fun, but I was just like, I'm doing my best, but I'm not used to this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, because I like playing fighting games and winning, but if if I look at it and it's too, it seems too overwhelming, which... Oh, okay. It seems like anything other than Mortal Kombat seems like that to me. I it's just that's what makes me play it casually and not competitive. I think that I think that's my goal this year. I think that's my goal maybe this entire time. Uh, that we do all these recordings is to get you more into fighting games. I think whenever when yeah. <laughs> when you're able to come over, I think we're just gonna have like you know a, a, a moment where it's like, okay, let's just play this whole game. You know, it should be play- a rule. Yeah, it should be a rule because we. I have so many. It's like okay, you came like, over. You cannot play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that yeah, should, we, that should be a rule. But but <laughs> but we should but we should play a game and it's like we play a story based. You know, we we play the game and then we play maybe the arcade mode of it and you pick a character and I and I just see you go through the entire you know arcade of that mm-hmm. of that game. You know, whatever yeah. difficulty you want on it, but you just get used to it and it's like regardless if you hate it or like it you're gonna have an opinion now on it and then the next time you play you're gonna play king of fighters and then the next time you're gonna play you're gonna play guilty gear the next game you're right play skull girls and <laughs> right. you're just gonna constantly form this idea it's like you know you could even come out being like wow i hate every game and this is why mortal <laughs> kombat is superior but guess what now you have that idea it's like i have my reasons now i've played the entire arcade mode or whatever you know i've gotten down to I think when you play in arcade mode, it forces you to understand a lot of the the things because you're going to lose or else you're going to lose a lot. And it's going to be, you know, you know, and it's going to be a while before you finally beat the game. But um, still, I I think that's going to be my goal. But, yeah, that's interesting. I I think I was going to ask you. We had one more question, but um, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to go ahead and ask that or should we just go on with uh, what, what else we have planned? uh the last one mm, is the in your opinion one i'd say i'd say you could that could be answered pretty quickly okay so so so, um i guess in your opinion how has the competitive scene affected how we view fighting games today so i think when i look at the fighting game scene um i used to love i i I used to love watching evo and i think i've said that so many times but Mm -hmm. when i did not know about evo you know we're talking about maybe 2009 I think the game, all all the fighting games weren't getting that much recognition or they were just kind of being shelled out just like, this is the new Street Fighter game. Yeah, they're complex, yeah, but it's super underground. No, not that many people know that there's like a huge fighting scene. But as, you know, games rose by 2010, 2012, everyone's eyes were on these games. And I think as the fighting game scene has become more and more popular, you've gotten games that are more and more complex to fill that need of, this or or less complex you know some games are simple not saying all games are complex but they have more of that competitive aspect to them they understand that these games aren't no longer just games that are just um you know pick up play for a couple of minutes and put down no they are wanting you to invest time to get good at this game you know to take it further than what it's supposed to be go to tournaments with this you know make it you know make a big thing about it but i think that's so much I think that's how competitive scenes have affected fighting games or and, and how we've and how our view has affected uh, generally is that we've wanted to get better at these games. Whenever we pick up a fighting game, we kind of say, OK, well, this is a challenge to get good, you know, because you're going to get you're going to get beat a lot when you first start and you might get a couple lucky wins. But 
it's not until later on when you start to understand the combos and the depth of the game where it's like, okay. Right. And I think that's where, you know, the competitive scene also comes in. It's like, hey, you keep practicing, you could go to these big things, you know? So I think that those two things are the reasons why or are the or, uh, is how the competitive scene affected how we view fighting games, you know? But yeah, so um, I actually, you know, we were we were talking about all the the fighting game questions and all that. That's funny because I had asked you if you wanted to play Street Fighter, but so this month, you know, for the games that are coming out for PlayStation Plus, and um, I'm pretty sure on your side you have the Xbox games with gold, right? Say one more time. So on. Um, I have the PlayStation Plus free games, and I think on your outline you also have the the Xbox games, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have you read the Xbox games because I don't have them, and I'm gonna read the PlayStation Plus. So. Call of Duty. So the double checking. Okay, so the PlayStation Plus games, and it's fine if you don't have them then, but the PlayStation Plus games for this for this next month, September, is gonna be one Street Fighter Five. And also players unknown battleground or just PUBG, and I think I almost urge you to go get Street Fighter Five when it when it drops. Oh, absolutely! Because it, at that, like that's a definite cop. Yeah, that's that, they're giving it to you for free, you know. So solid. Now you'll have a chance to play one of the most famous games in you know in fighting games currently, because that's that whole fighting scene is like huge. But anyways, PUBG. Eh, I mean, PUBG is fine. It's another battle royale, so I don't know if you'd be too interested. Hell no, nah, bro. It's anything like Fortnite. Remember, I told you if it's anything like Fortnite, I'm not getting it. Well, in the sense of like, if it's shooting and it's like once you die, it's over, or yeah, is it bro. like you're building or whatever? Because it's not about building. Nah, it's once you die, it's over. I don't like those, man. Yeah, battle royale. Th- that's what the that's what they're called, battle royale games. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not for me. Not for me. What are the Xbox games for next month? Um. So with gold, yeah, it's uh, the the division and the book of unwritten tales, and then. But that's for what console? Xbox One. Okay, and then the next one is for what? So then the next one's for the X. It says the Xbox. Um, you got the Blob and Armed and Dangerous. Wow, that is a pretty. That is a pretty cool list. Yeah, so the release the dates Xbox. for those are the division is September first through obviously the entire month. But uh and then it looks like you got the book of unwritten tales for September fifth September sixteenth through October fifteenth. Yeah, they're probably doing I don't know their release dates for Xbox, but I'm guessing they probably do them in they probably give them within a month, uh, one in the beginning of the month, the other in the half of the month. Yeah. So then for the Xbox, the blob two is from the 1st of September to the 15th. And then armed and dangerous is from the 16th of September to the 30th. So they give out two games in one month, but you have to get them within a certain time period. Whereas it seems like PlayStation, they just give out both games in the same time period. Yeah. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, I'm saying, but also on another note, I mean, look at the games that they're releasing. That's tough. But also, PlayStation Plus does have some duds occasionally. But damn, they're giving PlayStation's giving out Street Fighter Five. Uh, Xbox is giving out Goat the Blob. Simulator. 
the blob too. It's yeah, crazy. I've never heard division, of any the, of the division games. game. The division is pretty cool though. Division two, right? Uh, no, just the division. The first wow, one, they're I giving guess. the original one. That's tough. Yeah, uh, it's fine. I mean, I think that that whole game is dead now. Division two is like pretty is like still soaring. See, AJ, y'all don't all you guys don't always get the good games, okay? No, like, that's tell them, that's tell them, that's trash, bro. Stuff, go in, go in, go crazy. <laughs> like, come on, like that's the dumbest. Hold on, bro. Oh, you about to go this in? This is okay. this is the dumbest way to release free games. Like you're releasing the first. Okay, the the division is the first. That's the entire month. Cool. But then you got another one that's coming out the 16th through October. Like, what? Why don't you just do both of them at the same time? That's so fucking stupid. I'm sorry, I dropped that part. That's so stupid. Uh, Then Xbox, you got the blob. Okay, that's the 1st to the 15th. Like, what? And then the 16th to the 30th. Like, why don't you just release all the games for the same amount of time? Why do you have to? So, like, you mean to tell me if you wait until the 16th, you can't get the blob anymore? It's like, no, you missed it. You only have 15 days. It's like, that's so stupid, bro. And then same thing for uh, Armed and Dangerous. If you don't get, if you try to get it before the 16th, you can't. You know, it, that's so stupid, bro. Like, they should just, uh, never mind. Okay, let's let's continue. So, this is so stupid. That's so stupid. Because yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at PS Plus, right? I'm looking at PS Plus. It says September 1st through October 5th for Street Fighter. It says... Battleground September 1st through October 5th and it's simple you know what I'm saying like it's not it's not complicated it's like you can get both of these games in this time period if you miss it you just missed it right just kind of like Friday the 13th if you miss it you miss it right so I don't understand why Xbox does that that's so stupid when I was reading it I was like wait are these different dates let's let's move on that's ridiculous (laughs) okay Okay, perfect. So now there was some strange stuff going on with Sony this week. Um, one, let's let's get this out of the way because I think this is probably pretty interesting. So there's rumors that the PS5 will be launching on November 16th. Yes. And that rumor comes from a GamesRadar article. And it says, actually, November 16th is the idea, but I think uh, what they were going with is... Um, I think it was November 13th. I'm sorry. I might have I might have messed that up. November yeah, 13th. Yes. But so mm-hmm. the article said that the retail told that Sony has booked a significant marketing uh significant marketing beginning on Friday, November 13th. And I think what they were trying to say is that since Sony has booked that week to be kind of a very interesting time, I think that's when they're going to release the the console. And I think to add more fuel to that fire is that Sony has actually already um kind of release that pre-order notification i don't know if you got anything in your email dom but sony sent out this huge invitational uh order saying like hey if you want to pre-order you got to register through us and that was super quiet of them because it was a it was on a first serve uh first come first Dude, serve basis. I, as soon as i read that i went and registered like i was like ah oh, when did this come out and how come i didn't find out about it sooner did you register like, i did because <laughs> I registered, because I, I, I think I might have already registered, but when, um, Damn, when that bro, came out, when I saw you bogus, bro. When I when no 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 no, but I think it was due due to something else. But I guess when I signed up, uh, when I was gonna go and sign up, it wasn't there, so I was like shit. So oh, okay. But the thing is that it, 
it's not there anymore. The register button is not there anymore, as or I, or I think, and I don't think it's going to be there at all. But so I it, just registered. Yeah, and that's the thing. Also, it you might register, but you might not even get the notification saying, "Hey, you know, you can pre-order the thing." It's just right. It's just they're going to choose from that listing, you know. Ah, that sucks. That sucks, you know. So I don't know, I, and I mean, you know, what does this mean for Sony? The fact that it's a first serve, first, uh, first come, first serve is. I feel that the console is going to be even more scarce than we think. You know, I think this console is going to be very. Yeah. It's going to be very tough to get this first year. Anyone, anyone planning to get the PS Five this year should really hold off till twenty twenty one. Uh, cause you probably won't be seeing it. Um, I'm going to be honest. If me and you get lucky and one of us get the console, then man, we are extremely lucky. If I get lucky, it, I'll bring it over. I'll bring it over. Dude. Uh, I'm saying, I feel like we're going to be very lucky. Whoever gets it because it, yeah. it's looking like even my roommates, cause my roommates want one and we're, I'm kind of leaning towards that idea. It's like, dude, it's going to be hard for us. I think in general, you know, and- this is probably the only, you know how people like camp outside of, yeah, this is probably yeah. the only time I would do this. Yeah, because because I but also it's during a pandemic, so it's like you almost have to choose, pick your poison, you know. Wear a mask. Like, <laughs> so um, another thing that I wanted to talk about on top of that is the fact that since now we kind of have a potential release date for the PS Five, which comes might potentially go around that November thirteenth uh, uh, week, or um, you know the next following week, whatever, is that that console will be coming out. Um, a couple of days after the Xbox Series console. Now, if you remember from our last um, our last episode, we kind of said that from an article that we read that it was potentially coming out on November fourth. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. November fourth. I thought it was November sixth. All right, that, I was just about to say that too. November sixth, and um, now the PS5 console will be coming out in November sixth, uh, November thirteenth. So it's a very interesting time, I think, because. Xbox is going to have the upper hand for a little bit. I don't I think, think so. It, and I'm saying because if the pre-orders go all as as you know as as hope, then you know the the fucking the PS5 will be sold out immediately. And then on top of that, you got all the games that are coming out. You know. Yeah, I don't think that would be such a bad thing for Sony though, because um, if you think about it, like uh, this is how I thought about it. It may not be true, but um. I thought it could actually spell trouble for Microsoft that they're coming out with their game first. Because, mm-hmm. like, what if... I don't know, man. I'm always thinking about, like, what these if? two is, like... Yeah, I'm always thinking about the Sony and Microsoft looking at each other, like, okay, what are they going to do so we can try and top it? You know, so whoever, like, makes the first move, the other person can kind of counter. So uh, my thought was, like, what if Sony is, like... What if they're, like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to let them release theirs first see how it does whatever mistakes they make we're not making those mistakes mm-hmm. i don't know that was a thought of mine when no, i was reading and I, th- and I think that's smart uh i i think if potentially that were to happen i think sony would have the upper hand i think it's hard to really call currently where we're at especially with the i just hate how this is because i feel like this is we are in a pandemic and i understand that but I feel like this is one of the hardest release dates ever because it's such a weird ass time to be releasing a console. Yeah. And it and on top of that it's such a weird thing to not hear any news and have to go off of rumors, not the company saying, "Hey, cuz they could this all rumors that we've these these two rumors that we've talked about could just be completely, you know, 
turned against us come November. And it's like, JK, we're not even releasing it. Hey, shoot, we're releasing October. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. I'm feeling... I'm feeling confident that it will come out November based upon the past consoles that have came out. But man, it is just interesting where Sony's at currently. And it's even here. It's crazy to hear the development of Xbox's uh, release date. So I think as time moves forward, as time moves forward, we can only see um, them start to amp this up. But dude, it's getting really late, man. And yeah, I just, man, we're almost in. Dude, we're, we're about, about, to, we're two about days to, from, yeah, we're two days from September. Yeah, Jesus, man, this and, is late. Man, I gotta start. I gotta start stacking up for that for that PS5, man. Because, well, dude, I'm not, two I'm, months. Yeah, and then you also gonna, you know what? This is gonna bring me to a better point. So, moving on with the uh, with the PS5 news. I don't know if you heard, but uh, obviously, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is coming out, and the release date is scheduled for November 13th. The uh, multiplayer reveal will be on September 9th. Um, this will be this is interesting news because I don't know if you are, you know, do you do you like Call of Duty? I don't I don't know if I've ever asked you that. I play it. Yeah, I play it. Yeah. Um, as far as like it, like it, as far as play it all the time, nah. Mm-hmm. But I, I I will play it just to like you know play a first person shoot that's like the only first person shooter i play though oh okay okay so so you do so you don't have any yeah. gripes against it like or maybe Not you do really. but but it's you know it's it's a fine shooter right were you yeah. ever a fan were you ever a fan of the black ops series hell yeah okay perfect so then this kind of okay awesome so did you get to check the trailer out i did it looks amazing yeah right and it was captured on the ps5 so i was like damn this is right, gonna be right. Gonna be awesome dude i'm pumped and so like I said, the multiplayer reveal will be on September uh, 9th, so it's coming up soon. And I'm excited to see that because, obviously, when you buy a Call of Duty game, you're going for that main reason. But also, the story looks kind of good because it's based around the Cold War. So, And it's I feel like it's been so long since I've seen this. I mean, yeah, World War II was up there with um, you know having a story and being based around war and all that. But this is the first time we get to see Mason and all of them just come back and just, you know, not futuristic, you know, and whatnot. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were in the dark. Are era you one of those people. people who doesn't like that, man? I the futuristic era. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought they had some some like they had some cool things to them, but I really dislike the fact that uh, I'm, I'm more of a boots to ground type of person. But that, I mean, the same time, like the floatiness and all that, just kind of killed it for me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. You talk about I, the the jumping, <laughs> the jumping, uh, man, the wall climbing, bro. Fuck out of here, bro. Oh yeah, you love that, yeah. bro. Nah, I'm with you. Oh, okay. Like, you sounded like you were gonna be like, "Man, you missing no, out, bro." Nah, man. Like I was one of those people. Was like, uh, "This is not doing it for me, man." Like modern so, warfare. Is- yeah. So, you know, we we look at if we take a look back before we get into Cold War. Um, I don't know if you, did you play anything after Black Ops One? Black Ops Two. So you did get to. So did you play Black Ops three and four? I think I played Black Ops three. I did not play Black Ops four. Okay, so we'll start from the from the most recent game. So Black Ops four came out. I uh, came out a couple of years back. I think twenty eighteen, if I'm correct. Um, that game went back to kind of it. It was still in the futuristic era. It had no story mode. Um, strictly zombies in multiplayer and blackout, which was their form of battle royale. And um. 
it was boots to the ground again, but with all the futuristic guns and, you know, you still had your uh, characters that had traits with them. Um, but I thought that game was really good. I really enjoyed it. I always, I didn't have any issues with it. It wasn't until I got to, um, I think I just recently picked it up where I just kind of fell out of it just cause I've been playing a, a decent amount of modern warfare at that point. But anyways, moving on to black ops three, when that game came out, I think it was a complete, um, change, especially since the time, you know, we had advanced warfare, we had infinite warfare, and then black ops three was kind of in the middle of that. And black ops three is, uh, another game where you can kind of, uh, you know, jetpack around, climb walls, you know, all that and whatnot slide everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of that. Um, didn't care about black ops three. Some people really like it. Uh, not me again. So we start seeing kind of like this, this little thing where it's like black ops War. I was, I, I liked it, but not the best black ops three. I did not like it. And then I ultimately ended up skipping out on black ops two. Um, cause when it came out, I just did not care about it. Um, I know people love that game though. It's crowned as like the fan favorite though. Everyone loves that game. I, I just couldn't get into it. Um, by the way, the, the story mode was pretty good though. I hear cause it, it took, a it, um, it let you create decisions on how you wanted the story to go depending on what you did. I remember that was a big thing about black ops too, where like, if you killed this one person, this changed the entire story or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, finally you have my favorite in the whole series and that's the original one. The original one was one of my favorites, uh, based uh, again around the cold war era. But, um, yeah, cause, or actually it was in the invasion of the pigs and all that. So yeah, still technically the cold war. Um, I love that game, dude. I, man, let me tell you, dude, I played that game too much. I played, I was, I was always on multiplayer, always on wager matches, you know, and then if I wasn't doing that, I was uh, playing zombies. That game was the best game for me. That game came out in 2010. No. Yeah, 2010. Well, which one? Black Ops. Mm. 2010 or 2011. The first one? Yeah. Let me look. Oh, I think it did. I think it did come out 2010. Yeah, the, November 9th, 2010. Yep. So I played that game religiously. And um, man. I'm excited that they're actually going back to the Cold War aspect, so I'm very I'm very hyped to see how it all goes. But what if they got jetpacks in the Cold War? <laughs> <laughs> got the, man, oh no, don't do that, man. Don't do <laughs> like that. the ones you saw in Men in Black. Like oh the, yeah, <laughs> Men in Black Three. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I know what you're talking about. No, man. I hope they don't bring any of that. I really hope they Look don't. The wall running. That was so stupid, bro. Yeah. At, you know, I just, I can't go back to those games. I just liked the boots to the ground. So, yeah. with Black Ops and kind of how we were talking about the PlayStation, you know, um, having to make all those decisions currently, came a little bit of issue with how Black Ops is going, or how Cold War is going with their um, marketing scheme around their cons or around how they're going to sell the game. So, recently mm-hmm. an article by The Verge goes on and talk about how to warn people on how not to pay twice for the same game. And so, basically, in a nutshell, you're either going to get the digital edition and not worry about any- anything. And what I mean by that is that the way Activision is kind of carrying out, or just the way Call of Duty is carrying out this, um, how they're going to sell the game, is kind of com- is kind of uh, somewhat difficult to understand. Um, and it could actually end up, if you don't do it correctly, you could end up paying another game, you know, um, paying more for the game, you know? 
or paying twice for the game and that'd be tough so i kind of wrote down exactly kind of like what it is so regardless on however you slice it you'll need to pay for the next gen upgrade later down on the road you know for the game Mm -hmm. so you know if not and you know if you want the physical then you're probably looking to answer a couple of uh questions you know so you gotta ask yourself if you don't want to pay for the upgrade later on you you have to say will you be getting the ps5 or not that question has to be answered so if you don't want a PS5, then you'll stick with the PS4 copy, and that's a $64, six, 60, sorry, six, well, you know what I mean, with taxes and all that. So $60 uh, game. Um, you know, will you get a digital or standard standard edition console? So if you've agreed that you are going to get a PS5, are you going to get the digital or standard? You know? These are is questions. that a question for me? or No, these are questions in general. These are questions oh, just, uh, I, I mean, see. but you can answer them. I mean, at the end of the day, like... <sighs> That's a hard decision for me because I think that isn't the regular the regular PS5 more expensive. I was thinking about getting the digital, but then I don't want to get the digital because I want to have physical games. Oh, I know, man. It's tough. <laughs> it is tough to say that, but Why it's cheaper. Why are they doing this? To I know, them? I know, man. It is tough. So you have to ask yourself: Do you want the digital or standard edition uh, type of console? You know, the physical edition. Okay, so then you answer that. Do you want the now? Do you want the game to be digital or physical? You know, and then that goes back to the same question we had uh, months ago, where do you think digital edi- um, physical editions will ever run out? So already right, we're hitting right. we're hitting premises, uh, uh, you know, we're hitting points on questions that we've had before, you know, all individually, you know, and I think the biggest one is, um, will you be getting the PS5 or not? And then will you be, you know, going from there? So the next question is, um, or not really a question, but. If somehow you've answered, however you want to structure your answer from those saying that I don't want the PS5, I want the digital, you know, or you know, I do want the PS5, I want the digital or standard or whatever, you're gonna basically ultimately be paying for seventy dollars. Um, if you want the physical edition for the PS4 and you know you want to upgrade to the PS5 CD, you know, so you're gonna be paying seventy dollars in general. Because if you want the PS5 CD. You know, and I say CD like uh, physical edition uh, for bl- uh, Black Ops Cold War. It's going to be seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you want the cross-gen bundle, which comes with you know the physical edition of the of Cold War for PS4 and PS5, it's going to be seventy dollars. The ultimate edition, which comes with you know both versions for the PS4 and PS5. And mind you, whenever I say anything of all this, like PS5, any of the types of questions, you can replace it with Xbox. Xbox has the same scheme. So just imagine if, you know, if you're going for the Xbox route, imagine what I'm saying, just replace everything with Xbox. Um, And if you want the Ultimate Edition, it's 90. And that comes with both versions, the PS4 and the PS5, and the DLC and plus a season pass, you know? So I think it's going to be very easy to, for people to get caught up and, you know, pay twice for the game. But yeah. it's it's also these questions. that being an issue. Yeah. But why is Call of Duty pressuring you automatically now to really start debating on these questions when the console hasn't even been announced yet? You know? Yeah, bro. It's like we're the, thinking way too much when we shouldn't have to. Yeah. And, and also the price isn't having any. The price hasn't even came out on how the digital or standard edition shit i think i think a majority of people are probably still going to go with the physical edition you know with the yeah with the cd and everything you know Mm -hmm. i agree 
I don't think people are gonna like. Yeah, I don't think people want to go to the. I, yeah. I think even with the cheaper, with a hundred dollars cheaper, I think people are still gonna be. You know, because imagine. Whoa, bro. Okay, I totally forgot about that. Did you just say a hundred dollars cheaper? That's a full C note, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. did you just? <laughs> what? Why did you just go? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's a C note, my dude. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. They might be getting a digital edition. Damn, bro. but then you'd never. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just not gonna have boxes in your house. You're gonna I look mean, like a very classical man, and it's gonna look slimmer. I think actually. I mean, yeah, bro. That that C note might be the deciding factor, my my guy. What happens if it's fifty bucks? What do you mean if it's fifty bucks? Like, if it's 50 just fifty bucks less. Uh, still cheaper, but a C note. Now nah, they're getting the, if it's only fifty dollars, they're getting the CD. But a full one hundred dollars, bro. I totally a full one hundred dollars for four ninety nine drop down to three ninety nine. Yeah, man, that's like that's a steal. think about it. Think about it. After ta- people are thinking about taxes, you know, they try to do that marketing shit where it's like it's not really five hundred dollars. It's only four ninety nine. Nah, bro. Oh, I, I know, it's, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so. Well, people are going to be thinking like, yeah, it's five hundred bucks, five hundred versus four hundred. That's four. That's a hundred dollar difference, man. Like, I'm getting that digital version. Version, like, I, I totally forgot. See, that was the thing. I forgot the prices of the. I forgot the price difference. The price difference is that might make, especially think about the time, bro. We're in a pandemic, mm-hmm. so that might make all the difference in whether people buy the physical. Or the, the the standard edition versus the digital. Because people might be like, you know what, man? Fuck them CDs. I'm not going to be go out buying games anyway. Like, I'll just buy it online. Think about it, People are already buying everything online. Yeah. So what's yep. going to be the difference between buying games online and, you know, possibly groceries or, you know, clothes? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, That is 100 Yeah. That is. It's $100, $100 bro. $100, yeah. I think I think it's oh my gosh it's a tough decision I know um uh and the thing and it doesn't help the fact that games will be just seventy bucks now so seventy four you know in general so you're damn near coughing up seventy five dollars every time you cop a game because you, you gotta know. think bro think about it this way this is something I just thought about if you're getting the standard edition you can still buy games digitally right yeah the only the only edition you have is the fact that you can put a cd into the console who wow. gives a fuck bro wow god it's the fact that you won't get the box art bro who bro. cares bro it's like the fact that when people come over you can't show them the box art and open the box who cares about the box bro it's the game the people okay bro that's the only difference. Think about this, bro. Think about it. That's what if a it was a little bit. What if, what if it was a little out. bit more powerful, though? Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. You have a one hundred dollar price difference just yep. to put a CD into the console. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Dom! You're spinning fucking facts. That's true. That's very true. People got it. <laughs> now you just made me realize how much of a fuck how much of an idiot i would be if i if i buy you know what fuck it i think i'm putting it down i told you guys a month ago i'd probably have my <laughs> digital idea. version bro. digital version holy shit dude I'm now saving, that i'm, I'm thinking saving about it i'm hey i'm buying it hey if my original plan was to buy a game so technically it would have been at 575 or you know 600 i just dropped down to 475 and now i'm gonna cop two more games you know what i'm saying or i'm gonna cop another game on top of that. right you could I, buy that, more games because you have that 100 that you didn't have to spend to put a cd into a yeah. console 
it's... when you think about it like that, it's completely ridiculous to buy yeah, the standard that... edition. Damn, did you just have it all right now? Did you just think about all that right now? I just, dude, I just thought about that. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry for the uh, for the for the physical, you know, people who are doing it, y'all. You, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be tough, bro, because it's gonna be the people who buy the standard, the you know, the physical one. They're gonna think they're like because if it has the same like capabilities as okay the, if the but i was gonna say what if it doesn't what if it what if that, it has okay, just a little bit more different. like it's faster like it can you know whatever that would be the that would be that would okay. be the difference if okay. it's but if it has the exact same capabilities as if the digital version has the exact same capabilities of the standard edition yeah it would be completely pointless to buy the to spend a hundred extra dollars just so you can have a box art question you know we've always just been talking about this discounted price what if they're the same price Oh, get the CD. Then. I mean, shit. Oh, I mean, oh no. <laughs> yes, sir. If yes, they're the sir, same sir. price, and you're you're a type, you're the type that likes to get the. I mean, just get the CD version. They they might as well not even sell the digital version if they're going to yeah. be the same price. At that point, yeah. So then there yeah. has to be a, there has to be some type of price difference for those two. Exactly. Very exactly. true. Very true. Wow, great points. I like that. That is tough. That is tough. I'm gonna have to. I want to keep looking into it because as days pass by, we're only you know we're about to hit September, so we're only going to be able to see more and more stuff about how this whole thing is going to go. So man i need more sony i need more information on that i feel digital. like darian's gonna hit you like bro dom just dropped a bomb on this episode yeah or, or, or he's gonna text me he's gonna be like you know what let me tell you something he's about to hit me with facts or something he's about to <laughs> rebuttal or something i don't know right but yeah but yeah no great point i like it you know and wow geez thinking about the time i think we will just hit this last point right here and this is just kind of our uh you know so Marvel Avengers comes out next week and the Square Enix Crystal Dynamics game, uh, you know, everyone's super excited for this game or are they? Anyways, the thoughts are, I just want an update. Are you still interested? Have you, did, I don't know if you pre-ordered it, but regardless, are you going to cop it? pre-order games. You don't pre-order games. I forget about that. Yeah. You do um, I haven't actually even thought about it. So because yeah, it comes out, I'll probably week. still get it. I'll probably still get it because remember, I didn't think about Ghost of Tsushima until I went on the store and saw that it came out. And I was like, oh, really? Buy it. Yeah. Like wow. I did not like we had talked about it and it, it just kind of went to the back of my mind. And then when I saw it on the store, I was going in the store to do something. I probably was going to see about the free games for the month. And I'm like, wait a minute. Ghost of Tsushima. No, no, no. I saw Rad Brad post videos mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait. Did the game drop? I went to the store, the game drop, and I just bought it. Jeez. Wow. Okay, okay. So so I mean you're you're interested. Um so you might just still cop it, whatever that is, and then yeah. okay, perfect. So I am kinda I'm still gonna get it because I pre-ordered it, whatever. And I'm gonna have to go pick it up this Friday, to be exact. You know, hopefully it comes. And that's actually Labor Day weekend, so you know, I think I'll just be able to relax the house, just be able to chill with it. But um, cool. I'm still, I'm kind of wary about its future. Um, it's the beta was okay, and I now really am just hoping that you and my uh, roommate Sean gets it, so that when and we can all play. You know, because the way it stands, it's I feel like it's going to be well, it's a live service. So and then also epi- uh, episode who. By the way, I have to make two things before before we end everything, but I'll, I'll say that at the end. So, 
Yes, for sure. I am, you know, if you guys all cop it, then I'm super excited even more than I am right now to play it. So I'll just have to wait on that. But I think for now where I stand, I just, I, I got to get the game, got to see how it is and got to check out that cool steel book I'm about to get. So yeah, so I guess we're both still very interested in it um, or just, you know, interested in it enough to get it. So, but yeah, um, last week, like I said, last week I was like, oh, this is going to be a short episode. But Dom brought to me, he's like, actually, it wasn't. It was like only like 10 minutes uh, shorter, or like 15 minutes. So I guess I just overbloated it. But anyways, uh, this week I wanted to make two points that I have not made for 12 episodes. Or one I have, one one thing I haven't made for 12 episodes. But so Dom makes the intro. Dom has made the intro to every single episode. He's the one that puts in the music. And I I gotta give it up to him. He make I've loved every single intro that he's made. When he first gave us when he first gave me the uh intro for our first episode, I was blown away. I loved it. I I remember I asked him, I was like, Do you have anything lo-fi? He's like, I got you. And then the second episode, I remember when I told him, I was like, dude, it would be awesome if we had like a jazz cover. He put it in. Awesome. And I loved it too. The second the third one, when I told him we have a season, we're changing to a new season, because this is technically our second episode into the second season um he's like okay i didn't even know i thought we were just gonna have the same one he drops a banger i really love this like synth wave <laughs> type of uh type of sound and so i don't know if anyone's ever I, I have not said it but dom makes the music like if you dom's a producer reach out to him if you want some music some good music he's really good at producing music and he's also a good writer too but I'm sorry that I have not said it. Damn, 12 episodes deep. But I feel like I should just always say that from now on. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dom. Hon- honestly, you, I, I appreciate it a lot. The music is awesome. And people no and people problem. like it too, man. People really like it. Yeah, like uh, you said that uh, you got a lot of good feedback from the intro music. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sweet. It, so it was awesome. awesome. And, <laughs> um, and any projects that you ever have, obviously, don't be ashamed to just be like, yo, there's this new project coming out. Because, I mean, one, I've always, I, I've been, I've listened to your stuff and I've listened to the stuff that you've made. So I've always been there, you know. But on another note, um, I want to give a quick shout out because I have not done these. But, and I'm really proud of him too. So my friend Episode, he just dropped his album. And uh, he's a... I, I grew up with him. Uh, I, w- I went to the same elementary school with him, and I used to talk to him back then. But, man, this man just dropped a really great album um, by the name of uh, Bad Influence. And if you go on Spotify, any type of thing, and you just look up episode Bad Influence, it'll come up. And he put in a lot of work into this album, and it just shows. So, And no, he didn't pay me or anything. No, 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 no. This is just me being for real. Go check it out if you guys have a chance. But... Uh, you said it's called Bad Influence? Yeah, Bad Influence. So, but yes, check it out if you guys have a chance. Um, that's basically What's his artist's we, name? Uh, episode. Yeah, if you go on Spotify or whatever you go on. So, I'm just going to, I think that's basically all we had to talk about today. We covered through a lot. We really wanted to talk about fighting games and, you know, all the news that was going on. But yeah, so thank you again for stopping by and listening to us for another week. I will never get tired of saying that. Um, spread the word. I feel like I haven't said that in almost a couple of episodes. And thank you guys for checking us out. Obviously, when you guys check us out, it helps us out more and makes us more and more inclined to keep pulling these episodes out. We've we've 
had a very busy week, but we're going to continue to go through with it because we know we can do it. And nevertheless, um, we'll be seeing you guys next week. All right. See you guys. Peace. Peace.